You're listening to a sermon originally recorded by Schweitzer United Methodist Church in Springfield, Missouri. Check us out online at sumc.co. And if this sermon blessed you, be sure to share it with someone else. Thank you so much for listening. Now, on to the message. All right, well, let's jump, let's jump right into this, okay? Let's hear from Jesus from a, a, a paraphrasing the message. Let's hear these words. It's who you are and the way you live that count before God. Your worship must engage your spirit in pursuit of truth. That's the kind of people the Father is out looking for. Those who are simply and honestly themselves before him in worship. God is sheer being itself, spirit. Those who worship him must do it out of their very being, their spirits, their true selves in adoration. Yeah, so the words of, of Jesus. Well, I, I'm grateful to God that in this past week, I heard these words in my head when I was asked by the wife of a friend and a neighbor whose husband passed away. He, also, he was a friend. He also happened to be one of the guys at Panera, part of the coffee club that I'm privileged to be a part of. So his wife asked me, Jim, would you speak at the Celebration of Life? And I said uh, that I would. I, I'd be privileged to do that. And then she asked me, and I think as, as my role as a pastor, I think she asked me a little bit um, in the way that she kind of stepped out there and said, well, well, if it were you, how would you design the celebration? What would you what would you include? And that's the family. And the next slide is the guys, is the guys. And yeah, you do see a Cardinal shirt there. And by the way, that's a Cubs fan wearing that. That's how much he loved the gentleman who, uh, who passed away. But she asked me how I would design uh, the celebration of life. What would it include? And I said to her, well, if it were me, uh, a celebration of life is really worship. It's about God. It's like we heard in that song. It's it's about focusing on God and then the loved one that we've lost, that God is with us. It's about family and friends and that we would uh, we'd pray and sing and we'd hear from God um, and we would be ourselves. We would be our, ourselves before God. We would not pretend, no pretense, and we would celebrate within our joy or within our grief, we would experience joy in our sorrow. We would thank God in the midst of the celebration of life. And I, th- and I thank God for those words that I feel like he gave me to this family. These words that I think uh, helped them. I know that they helped me. And we did. We, we celebrated. And now we continue to care for each other. We worship there in the funeral home at Gorman Sharf. Well, whether it's, a, uh, whether it's a celebration of life or a wedding or a Sunday morning, like KJ was saying, we get recalibrated, if you will. When, when we worship in community, it matters. It's a big deal, and we're going to talk about that a bit and experience it. But first, we're going to go back to that scripture that I just read and hear it from another translation But I'm going to set it up first, what was really going on there. Jesus was with his disciples and he was going through Samaria, which is an area of Palestine where it's unfriendly to the Jews. 
to go through those people. They've had their stuff. And so he's going through there with the disciples and they get tired and they need to eat and drink. So Jesus goes to the well and he meets the woman at the well. And they have this amazing conversation and Jesus confronts her with some truth about her life, which is uh, truth and love. And then from there, she says some really interesting words to Jesus. So let's hear these. She says, oh, so you're a prophet. Well, tell me this. Our ancestors worshiped God at this mountain, but you Jews insist that Jerusalem is the only place for worship, right? And so Jesus responds to her about what worship is and isn't. And now let's hear from a, a, another translation, Jesus' words. Believe me, dear woman, the time is coming when it will no longer matter whether you worship the Father on this mountain or in Jerusalem. The time is coming, indeed it's here now, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship him that way. For God is spirit. Those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. Now, I love this story. I think it's, again, an amazing story. One of the reasons I really smile when I read it is because I can see myself in it. Can you see yourself in it? This question of worship, I want to get it right. I want certainty. I want specifics. I want to know where to worship and how to worship. And, you know, how, do, how, does, it really, how does it really work? And so Jesus tells her, as, you, as we heard, it's really not about location. But it's about other things. It's the matter of the heart. Well, worship simply defined is, is our reverence and devotion, if you will, and uh, adoration of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And worship isn't, isn't just a particular style. And it isn't a formula. And it isn't lots of other things. But we, as followers of Jesus, our primary calling, our primary calling is to worship. And if the church were a tree, if the church were a tree, worship would be the roots. If the, work, if the church were a body, the heart would be worship from which everything flows. And the best worship brings us into the very presence of God. Now, quality of worship, as I mentioned, is measured by interior matters, by the heart, sincerity, and integrity. Now, to worship in spirit, and spirit involves our spirit, the God that placed it, uh, God has placed the spirit in us, our breath reaching out to God's spirit. It's the deepest reality in us reaching out to the surest reality in the universe, God. And Jesus is the truth. He's the truth of ideal, the truth in the moral sphere, the truth that sets us free, sets us free from self and from pretending. And sets us free into being our, our true selves. But why do we worship in community? Well, let's go back to a scripture. Let's go back to a scripture from Hebrews. And in this scripture, the writer wants us to know there's a new way. The way of Jesus in worship. The old system is gone. The old system is gone of animal sacrifice repetitively. And that there's this new system, Jesus offers himself in a covenant, 
right, in a covenant. And we have access to God in a new way of worship. So hear these words as he talks about us worshiping God through Jesus. So let's do it, full of belief, confident that we're presentable inside and out. Let's keep a firm grip on the promises that keep us going. He always keeps his word. Let's see. Let's see how inventive we can be in encouraging love and helping out. Not avoiding worship together, as some do, but spurring each other on. Especially as we see the big day approaching. That is when Jesus returns. Yeah. And so we worship. Well, worship begins with God. God calls us into worship. God is calling us, desires for us to worship in a way that's, that's pleasing. A way that's pleasing to God. God is, is the center of all we do. Now, we certainly worship out of obedience. Like it's said here in, this, in the scripture, it says don't, don't avoid worshiping. In other words, I think that's a double negative. <laughs> but we are to worship. And we worship out of tradition but, as well. But that's not enough. We, when we come to worship, we believe this is a supernatural mystery that's occurring. That God is with us. The God, uh, Jesus, the spirit that's planted in each of you, God is all around us. We're challenged, we're different, we're changed. When we come to worship, there's power in the words and the, and the songs that we hear. They change us. Worship matters in community. And I can tell you, I came to faith right over there where Rebecca's sitting, just about. Right there in worship, hearing the preached word. I mean, it matters. Worship and community. Now, Jesus leads our community through the cross and with a cross. And it's a metaphor for how we worship. If, if this, well, this is the vertical timber. This is the vertical timber. And this is us worshiping God personally, like through, outside of here through the week, through devotions and prayer and so forth. Like this, but it's also with us in here together today, reaching to God. And this compels horizontal worship, the cross timber. The cross timber when we reach out to each other and to people like in Texas and we pray for our brothers and sisters in Texas. Now, the, the thing that's interesting about worship is the how does change. How we worship changes. We know over time the instruments change, the formula, or not the formula, but the order of worship can change like it often does. But there are certain things that stay the same. Certainly God and the foundational aspects of worship that Jesus has given us. And here at Schweitzer, those five different experiences that we design and create, giving space to the Holy Spirit to move and to work. Now, speaking of design and creating things and how we respond to that, I want to show you something. I want to go through an exercise with you that I experienced at the Global Leadership Summit. Now, if you were alone and you were swimming laps in a swimming pool, which way would you swim? Anybody? Lengthwise. Thank you, Lynette. All right. Was that because of the lines or? Is that because of the lines or why, why would you do that? You have to go further, all right. Thank you, sister. Okay, let's see another one. By yourself, swimming laps. How would you swim? Anybody? 
Lengthwise, there you go. Yeah, so this is, this is a great example, I thought. I can't say that I necessarily thought lengthwise, but the, uh, most of us will swim lengthwise because that's the way we just think about it. It's also, if you're logical, which some of us are more logical than others, you have to do less turns and all that, but really, if you think about it, if you go diagonal, you'll go further, right? And there's nothing that says you can't go sideways. And if you really want to be creative, wouldn't you swim in circles? I do. <laughs> so not been known to. But anyhow, they, they threw this out because we have certain things that we can get locked into our thinking. And God is always making things new. And so what I would say is to us and when we worship is that in our worship, don't get stuck. Don't get stuck in the details. Now, for me, worshiping a community is, is, is certainly a means of grace. It's a way that we experience God, right? And I think we all experience God, and hopefully we do. But I, I can tell you that I am still growing, growing in worshiping God. There's, there's many days, although I experience a lot more freedom now than I did in worshiping God. But I can tell you I can still become self-conscious in here, and I shouldn't. And that um, I feel like sometimes I could be a distraction. And I'm, and I'm not sure why that is. But I continue to grow in worship and love of God. And so what I want to share with you now in terms of this is a, some really wise words from a saint here at Schweitzer. I think this will be helpful. It has to me and I, I hope it will for you about us worshiping in community. So let's hear these words. Each person is responsible for their own worship. While we have a personal responsibility not to distract those around us, none of us should feel guilt because we're disrupting worship for those around us when we cough or take care of a child's needs. These external distractions are not more challenging than our mind's tendency to, to wander on its own. We are free to worship, hands raised or not, sitting bowing our heads and the connection we have with the Lord and do what he intends for that time and do what he intends for that time. And so I know for me, again, I'm still growing in this. What about you? There's also just quickly a 10 second rule. And in the 10 second rule is that just do what you think God is reasonably telling you to do in worship. And do it immediately, before you change your mind, <laughs> before you change your mind. That's the 10 seconds. Because God desires for us to, to freely worship, whatever that is for us, to express ourselves. Because every time we worship, it's different. The songs, they shape us. The words, they shape us. And we're different too. But the beauty of coming together is if we're weak, others are strong for us. And others can lead us in worship when we can't muster it for that day. This is a supernatural mystery that occurs. Thanks be to God. Now I wanna pivot a little bit and I wanna invite, um, not our guests, but um, well, Ashley and Justin, if you'd join me, they're gonna speak their story of worship. Worshiping a community and what that has meant for them and done for them and where God is in it. And I'm looking for a microphone. Back there. Yep. 
So this is Ashley and Justin. Hi. Hi, come on up. Is this on? Okay. Yeah, you're on. Um, I can tell you two years ago, Justin and I stepped foot in this church way back there um, for the very first time, desperately seeking to hear God's word. We were looking for a sign, and that day when we stepped foot in this church, we received that sign. And so we came religiously. Every Sunday, we entered into this church. We joined groups, not knowing what we were doing, but we did it anyways because that's what we were called to do. Um, we joined Alpha. We were lucky enough to be put at a table with 11 other people, um, different stages of life, and they taught us how God was impacting their lives. They showed us, and from there, we um, joined other various groups, um, a life group every Wednesday, um, and then now we are doing our own covenant group. And from there, they have shown us what it's like to really worship. So we've moved to the front of church. <laughs> um, I no longer take notes um, during church. Instead, I listen to what he's saying to me. And I sing, sing maybe too loud, and I apologize for those around. Um, but... It allows me to feel God on a deeper level than I've ever felt before. And it's during this time where it refreshes and recharges me um, to do something better with my life and to affect those around me. Hi, I'm Justin. Um, so I'm a fairly new Christian. I just came to faith a couple of years ago. And uh, being a part of this that I'm looking at right now is definitely what did that to me. Um, being in here and listening to the music, <clears throat> listening to the word, uh, it, just, it just settled with me on a, on a level that I never knew existed. So the importance of worshiping in a community, um, as you all are doing today and every Sunday, hopefully whenever you come, is, is beyond explanation to me because coming in on a Sunday and <clears throat> sitting up here and and just taking it all in is what rejuvenates me, is what fills me. Without that, I feel sometimes completely empty. So uh, being able to, to, to witness God's power in this place with all of you is just the most important part of my week. So that's, that's how I feel about that. All right. Let's, uh, let's give them a warm hand. Huh?